0: Welcome to Get Yourself Back, a podcast designed especially for those recovering from narcissists. Here, I teach you how to heal, how to feel lasting peace, lead with love, and create the life you want, no matter what you've been through or who is in your life. Hi, I'm Laura, by the way, and I'm the coach for people dealing with narcissists who have lost themselves trying to survive. It's time to get yourself back. Let's go. Hey folks, I am so excited to give you step two of the five-step process to heal from narcissist abuse and really heal from emotional abuse in general, right? So step one was take responsibility for your emotions and for your results in your life and for all of the choices that you make, right? Now step two is how to put that into action by setting boundaries. But first, I want to shout out my latest review. (laughs) Okay. So if you're listening and you love this work, I invite you to leave a review because reviews are how others who need the work that I'm doing can find me. And if you decide to leave one, I'm going to shout it out on the podcast. How fun is that? All right. Okay. So uh, all reviews are anonymous. I don't know who sends them. Uh, so if you want me to know who you are, you can always email me, Laura at by the way, That's totally fine. But, uh, the default is I won't know who you are. They will be anonymous. All right. So this person says, I always know when my brain, heart, soul is confronted with hard truths that I typically avoid without fail. I get immediately sleepy. I start to check out mentally and, or I want to stop it altogether. Laura's podcasts do this to me frequently. And if you're ready for the supercharged pro level, just do a coaching session with her. OMG, get ready to start feeling the mental and emotional growing pains as you stay committed to doing the work even if you do it once. When I do, I feel less strained and more empowered. Some days, especially when I'm cruising through keeping boundaries and loving myself, I literally look like a different person. People are drawn to me. I'm a better mother and wife. And most of all, I feel strong and capable of doing anything. I am addicted to that feeling and seeing the positive changes in my life and in the lives of the people I love around me. Recently, I've been receiving very clear signs that I need to identify the priorities in my life and sort out anything that's no longer serving me. Laura's coaching addresses my needs in a way that is simple yet directly tailored to my specific issues. I just wish I could afford coaching as part of my daily routine. Until then, I'm so thankful for these podcasts all right, listener, I don't know who you are, but I love you. And I am so happy you left this review. And I'm just so grateful. You're amazing. And I just love this review for so many reasons, right? The first reason I love it is that you immediately get sleepy. This is amazing, right? That's real y'all. When our brains don't want to do something, we get tired and it feels legit, it feels so real. Our bodies are literally flooded with tired chemicals because it's a survival mechanism. And it protects us from doing the hard thing that we don't wanna do, right? We get tired, let's go take a nap instead. Or let's let's stop it, we're just like so tired. This still happens to me to this day. If I'm like doing something I wanna do, I will be yawning, I will be, <laughs> I will be feeling super tired, but I've been able to learn how to recognize what it really is and to either push through it or create new thoughts, right? Because tiredness comes from your thoughts, thoughts like, I don't want to do this. And this is so hard, right? So if you see yourself becoming tired, when you're trying to do something you really want to do, but you also really don't want to do it, just watch yourself, notice it, notice just the beauty and perfection of your body that it sends the chemicals to the rest of your body so that it can shut down, right? That's its goal to protect you. Isn't that amazing? So all right, are you ready to get down to business on boundaries? Maybe you'll get sleepy. That's all right, it's not a problem. <laughs> all right, so step two to really learning true freedom and healing from narcissism and emotional abuse in general is to learn the skill. Of setting boundaries, right? Entire books have been written on this subject. I could probably record 50 or more episodes on this subject alone. So if you're looking for a book, I recommend Boundaries by Dr. Cloud and Where to Draw the Line by Dr. Anne Catherine. So if you look those up, you can go to my website. I have those linked there as well under book recommendations. Um, by the way, coaching.com is the website. So what is a boundary? Boundaries are limits of love. They are where you end and someone else begins. They are how you take responsibility for your own life and show love at the same time. So how can this be true? When you take responsibility for yourself, you are relieving others of having to manage you emotionally. This is a gift to everyone around you, especially those you love. Imagine never having to feel anxiety when someone you love gets mad. This is possible because if you knew that they were really good at managing themselves, they could be mad, and you could trust that they will handle it, and that they aren't waiting for you to change so that they so that they can feel better, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, when you are the one managing your boundaries, you no longer resent the people you love for their imperfections or their unwillingness to make you happy all the time. So your relationships improve, your expectations change, you stop waiting for someone else to pick up the slack. You live in abundance and security, thus opening yourself up for even more love for others. So for example, my husband and I, Ryan, and I have been married now for almost 10 years. In our first year of marriage, I held him responsible for my emotions. I did. I didn't understand these tools. I didn't know what I was doing. Newlyweds. I mean, it's a rough time, right? I would frequently resent him for not magically knowing what I was thinking and feeling all the time. I would get mad at him because he would be living his life and be happy while I secretly felt all, all this emotional pain. Of course, none of this had anything to do with him, but somehow it was, it was his fault. And of course, it was his job to fix it, right? And if he ever got mad at me, I would get immediately counter mad because I had been holding in all the things that made me mad about him. And over the years, through trial and error and through tough conversations, I have learned important lessons about responsibility for myself and boundaries, which has saved our marriage. It saved me from so much resentment. I feel so empowered and free, and I can set him free from my unrealistic expectations. And now I can see all the wonderful things about him that were already there that I wasn't seeing because my resentment and emptiness was in the way, right? Imagine having that kind of relationship with someone that you care about. It's the best thing ever. So boundaries are decisions. They are decisions about, I'm sorry, they are decisions that you make about what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate, about what you're available for and what you're not available for, you get to decide. And you never have to feel guilt about these decisions. I was working with a client recently who was struggling with telling her parents that she wasn't gonna be spending the holiday with them. Uh, She was terrified of telling the truth of what they would say, of how they would try to get around it and convince her to go against her decision. And she felt immense guilt But here's the thing, guilt doesn't come from setting boundaries. Guilt comes from thoughts that you believe about setting boundaries. Thoughts like, I should be more grateful that they want to spend time with me, or she's going to be devastated and it's all my fault, or it's their favorite holiday and I'm leaving them high and dry, right? These thoughts create the guilt, not your parents, not your in-laws, not the other person. So here's the truth your parents, your in-laws, anyone you talk to who are adults are adults. <laughs> they, they are responsible for managing their own holiday. They cannot control who comes to their house to celebrate. If they send invitations and people can't come, they can choose what else they will do to make their holiday special. It's not your job to make them feel great on a certain day. It's their job. You can set the boundary and say, we love you. This particular holiday, we have other plans. We look forward to spending another time to be together. So what is it that you truly want? Do you want to spend that holiday with them? If the answer is no, then don't force yourself. Just say no. The worst part about it is that others will have emotions. That's okay. Others' emotions are not an emergency. They're just emotions. And the quicker you release yourself from the responsibility of managing those emotions, the better your life will be. Trust me. All right. Before we move on, I want to emphasize an important distinction. Okay. So compassion and empathy are still really useful when witnessing others' suffering. So I get people tell me all the time, like setting boundaries is just so cruel and heartless and I thought we were supposed to have compassion and empathy and care about other people. Okay, so here's the problem. If you are a chronic people pleaser or you have struggled with boundaries your whole life, your natural inclination towards compassion and empathy have been hijacked. What you think is compassion is actually guilt and self-blame. What you think is empathy is actually over-empathy. This plus taking responsibility for others' emotions with the intent of managing your emotion is not compassion or empathy. It's manipulation and it's creating emptiness and exhaustion and confusion in your life. Compassion and empathy only serve to create love. So notice the difference. Compassion and empathy create love right? And people pleasing and lack of boundaries create emptiness every single time. They're two very different things. Now, if somebody's suffering and you want to be there for them, you're allowed to be there for them within the boundaries that you have set. Okay. Think about the immense suffering that is happening in the world. It is out of control. You know, people in North Korea are being tortured and, and locked up. People in all over the country are starving because they're just simply going hungry, dying of malaria, dying of of diseases in the water, right? People are being sex trafficked, people are being abused in their homes even here in the United States, right? There is so much suffering, so much agony, so much struggle happening all the time all around the world. There is no way that you could possibly take on more than what you are capable of taking on. You have a limited sphere of availability to help others relieve their suffering. It's appropriate to help when it is within your boundaries. It's absolutely appropriate to help, right? So making this distinction, especially if you've been a people pleaser your whole life, is going to be really tricky. But I promise you, if you master it through practice and, and, and as you develop the skill, right, everything will start to become clear and it will all start to make sense to you. Uh, okay, so let's keep going. So boundaries are the ultimate way to practice self-care, all right? Because you are the only one, if you're an adult, that is responsible for managing your your boundaries, right? No one else will. And if you expect someone else to, you will be very disappointed. <laughs> it's up to you. And it, this is the best news, right? No one should be managing your boundaries for you. Other people are the only ones that can manage their own boundaries. And if they're busy managing your boundaries, it's probably a violation of their boundaries, right? Because, okay, so typically if you're a people pleaser, you're probably in a codependent dynamic where you both take responsibility for the other's emotions, right? This feels great sometimes, but it's totally inappropriate. Neither of you love yourselves unconditionally and neither of you actually love the other person for who they are. You love them for how they make you feel. And I know this is true because if you are both people pleasing each other, that means that you are manipulating them so you can feel better and they are manipulating you so that they can feel better. This is about feeling better. It's not about real love. Real love is unconditional. We're going to talk about that in the next step. Step three is unconditional love. Okay. You are the hero of your own story and your own life. You stand up for you. You are the only one who fully knows your needs and your limits. So it's up to you to communicate those limits so that you aren't needlessly suffering. All right. So for example, if you know that you need eight hours of sleep and you have, you know, a boyfriend that insists on staying over way past the time that you're comfortable, it's your job to say, Hey, I love you. My bedtime is 10 PM. I'll be going to bed then let's make sure we say our goodbyes by then, whatever. Or, or maybe it's a friend or it's a your mother-in-law, who knows, right? You, you set that boundary. I'm going to bed at 10. There is a possibility that that person might resist, <laughs> right? If you're listening to this podcast, there's like 100% certainty that this person might resist, right? If this is the case with a boyfriend, I recommend that you get a new boyfriend <laughs> because good partners respect boundaries, but that's neither here nor there, all right? So if this happens, you must decide what you will do if he crosses the line and communicate that to him. Maybe you say, I'm going to go to bed at 10 or like if you're on the phone talking, you say, yep, my bedtime is 10. So I need to get off the phone by 10. And if he resists and you know it's past 10 o'clock and he's still on the phone, you just hang up. Or maybe you say, hey, I'm hanging up at 10 no matter what, just so you know, I'm going to hang up at 10 and they're going to resist and they're going to fight you. And they're going to say things to with the intention of to create guilt and all that stuff in your own body. But at 10 o'clock you hang up the phone without warning. You don't say anything. You don't apologize. You just hang up the phone and guess what? They're going to try to call you back. You turn your phone off. Right. And maybe they go crazy and they like show up at your house. Right. And then maybe you call the police. I don't know, <laughs> but you have to make these decisions. You. It depends on who you're dealing with and it depends on what you are willing to deal with and Uh, what you're willing to decide about what's happening. Right. So maybe, maybe you stop letting him come over. Maybe you only go over to his house so that you're in control of when you leave. All right. There are lots of ways to maintain the boundary and it's up to you to figure it out. How are you going to make sure that you get to bed by 10 PM every single night? All right. Now here's the, here's the kicker. All right? You have to be willing to let people feel their negative emotions. They might have a fit. They might fly off the handle. This is not your problem, nor is it your job to fix. Okay, Let them have their tantrum and get yourself out of the situation. This is the crux. This is how people control other people through fear and emotional blackmail. And they rely on you feeling so scared or so anxious or so guilty that you'll do anything to make yourself feel better. And that usually includes the easiest, most obvious answer, which is to make them feel better. Right? Which is, you know, not listening to your boundary, saying, oh, okay, it's fine. You can stay however long you want, right? Whatever it is that you do to erase the boundary that you set for yourself because you know it'll make them feel better, right? They rely on that emotion to motivate that out of you. But what if you could just sit with the emotion? What if you could just sit with the fear? What if you could just feel the anxiety and not act on it? What if when you hung up that phone, you knew he was gonna call back and you turned off your phone and you knew how upset he was gonna be and you knew you were gonna quote unquote, hear it the next day, right? And your body just fills with this anxiety and it fills with this dread. And what if you could just feel the dread and feel the anxiety? It's just sensation. That's all it is. It's just sensation in your body. And, and you feel it and you don't act on it. You don't call them back. Trust me. I have struggled with this for my whole life and I'm really good at it now. But years ago, this feeling would bother me for days. I would set a boundary and for days I would feel this emotion and I didn't know how to deal with it. I just thought, I just got to be strong. I just got to push through. But the emotion kept coming and kept coming until I would call that person back and quote, make everything right. When I never should have done that. I should have just managed my emotion, learned how to sit with the discomfort. If I had known that, I never would have called back and gone back on my boundary, right? So this is the price of freedom, my friends. It's the price to feel this negative emotion and you can do it and it's possible and it is... It is the most freeing thing when you really master it. All right. Boundaries are powerful ways to show love to yourself and others. So I'll start with a question. Which relationship is more meaningful? An authentic one or a fake one? This is not hard. (laughs) The authentic one, right? One where you can truly be yourself. One where you don't have to pretend, right? That's the better relationship. And why? Why is that true? Because people can't love the real you until they know the real you. Boundaries are truth tellers. They are ways you show up to the person in front of you most authentically. When you set a boundary, you are giving others the opportunity to see you for who you really are. When you fail to set boundaries and you people please, you are giving others the fake version of you. Therefore, even if they feel love for you, They can't possibly love the real you because they don't see the real you. So your relationship is kind of fake. Isn't that crazy? So when you don't set boundaries, you're not loving the real you either. You're just trying to survive and feel better. This isn't the worst thing in the world, okay? Right? the, The whole point of this episode is not to give you a big old stick to start beating yourself up with it, right? This is not the worst thing in the world, you learned how to survive. It's actually really amazing, but it comes at a heavy price, right? You're full of emptiness. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you want. You're stuck in your life. You feel like you can't move forward, right? And so It's your, like your, your brain, your precious brain space is used up trying to manage everyone else instead of trying to create more wealth, instead of making your life better, inventing new ways to help people, raising your kids. So I'm giving you permission right now to stop making others feel better and just show up as the real you all the time. It's really okay. It's really safe. Imagine if this were true for you today. What would you be doing differently? How would your life look differently if you were really your authentic self all the time, if you always told the truth, and if you weren't concerned about how people would respond? Think about that. Lack of boundaries leads to resentment. Resentment is a type of jealousy. It's when you're mad at someone because they have something you don't and you blame them for taking it from you. It's so easy to resent the people we people-please, especially the minute they set a boundary. Have you ever experienced this? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I used to think this all the time. I would people-please all over the place and then someone would set a boundary and I would just like get so angry and so resentful in that moment because it was like, oh wait, I didn't know that was allowed. I didn't know I could set a boundary, but apparently you can, right? I would get really resentful and really bitter because I was blaming them for the choices I was making, right? So if you're thinking, I give and I give and no one appreciates it, right? It's because you are resenting them for blaming them for a choice that you are making. So take responsibility for your people-pleasing and I promise you, your resentment will melt away. I haven't felt resentment for people in a long time, actually. I don't think so. I just don't need it. Why would I resent anybody? I'm making choices and I'm in control of me and they... I can have whatever anyone else has. That's possible for me. If someone has something I don't have, that's amazing. Good for them. That shows me what's possible. I can go get that for myself too. And no one can stop me. Isn't that amazing? People think that boundaries are cruel and heartless. I also used to think that. I used to think that if I didn't take responsibility for everyone's emotions around me, that I was a bad person. This is just so false. The reason you think this is is because someone who didn't understand how to manage their own pain blamed you for their pain and used you to feel better. They told you how cruel and heartless you were so that you would feel guilt, which would motivate you to erase your boundary. But it's not true. Boundaries is the most loving thing you can do for someone. It's the most authentic way you can be present with someone It's how you show true love for yourself and other people. That's, that's really what boundaries are. And not everyone has to understand that in order for you to set your boundaries, only you have to understand that they're allowed to think whatever they want about setting boundaries. That's fine. But as long as you understand this, you'll be okay. Okay, so the thing, I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but the thing that gets in the way of setting boundaries is your own emotion, right? Clients will say to me all the time, but I can't set that boundary because he's going to feel this and he's going to say that. Yeah, it's true. I believe you. Your brain is such a sophisticated machine that it can predict someone's behavior based on past behavior. Isn't that amazing? But here's the truth. They can say and think whatever they want. You don't have to control that. What do you feel? when they say or do certain things in response to your boundary. Anxiety, fear, guilt, shame, those are the big four. (laughs) There's plenty of other emotions too, but those are the big ones. But yeah, those are your feelings, not their feelings. So the price of freedom is uncomfortable emotions. It's a two-part system. First, you must learn how to feel the guilt, shame, fear, anxiety, etc., learn how to feel it, really just sit with it without taking action. And then we get to work on managing those emotions by managing our thoughts. That's step four. Okay. So step three is unconditional love. And step four is, is mind management, which is also mind and emotion management but you're going to, but in the meantime, you're going to have to feel them and not act on them. If you're going to be free, setting boundaries means that you manage your own emotions and not someone else's simple as that. It's a skill you develop. And I am here to help you develop that skill. So how do we practice? It's really simple. Ready? It's a four-step process. Observation, implementation, failure, repeat. I'll say that again. (laughs) Observation, implementation, failure, and repeat. That is your system for setting boundaries. I'll explain. So first, you need to observe yourself while interacting with others. Just notice, no changing yet. Notice when you people please. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Write those out, get them on paper. Observe yourself as if you're watching the movie of your life. Allow whatever thoughts and emotions are there just so you can see them without judgment and without changing anything. Then, once you have a good idea of your patterns, it's time to start figuring out what you would have said if you weren't afraid or guilty or any of those other emotions that you're trying to avoid. What would you have said to your mother-in-law when she invited you over for dinner? What would you have done when someone asked you to stay late at that church activity to clean up? Would you have stayed later than your bedtime when your boyfriend asked, et cetera, et cetera. All these scenarios that you're experiencing on multiple times a day. Look at all the instances when you people pleased and see what it would look like if you knew how to confidently say no. What would it look like? If you had no fear, what would you say? All right. So then when another opportunity pops up and it will (laughs) very quickly, just give it a try. Say no. Be willing to feel the wave of discomfort wash over you. Notice it. Fumble your words. Fail at it. That's your job to just try. Try to set a boundary. Witness and experience your emotion and then fail until you get it right. And then rinse and repeat. That's it. Just keep going. You will get better if you don't give up. This skill is worth developing. You'll get your life back, you'll get your freedom, and you'll be prepared to practice true unconditional love, which is the next step. As always, you can email me with questions or book a consult so we can really see if working one-on-one is what you need. Boundaries are how you, sa- you create safety and security for yourself. You can do it. I know you can. Until next time, have an amazing day. Hey there. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, working one-on-one with me just might be what you're looking for. I invite you to book a consultation. It's a free one-hour conversation focused entirely on your situation that will change your life. Email me directly at laura at bythewaycoaching.com to get started. Can't wait to see you soon.